0: You're listening to Grant's Rants. Subscribe and spread the word. There are a lot more rants to come. Listen anytime on all major podcasting platforms. And now, back to the show. We're back on the podcast i'm joined by chloe reese welcome back i'm glad
1: to be back <laughs> yes
0: i'm glad to have you on the show i just wanted to talk to someone in la it's been a while and i was like you know i haven't heard from her in a while it's chloe we're on the instagram so i was like let's 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 see if she's interested i'm so glad you can do it
1: oh me too well you know I, i'm extremely busy these days but i <laughs> squeeze it into my Super busy schedule.
0: Well, Chloe and I— for those who don't know—we met at a uh, the first and f- like basically the start of the free Britney movement, the very first free Britney rally at West in West Hollywood at the West Hollywood city hall. And I I know you've been following this as long as I have. Um, It seems like more and more people have been catching on. It did trend a lot throughout the pandemic. So I think it's just been more noticeable now. FX uh, their New York times presents a show. It's basically the whole show is, you know, separate documentaries. It's like a standalone documentary series show. One of them will be called Framing Britney Spears, and it's going to question the conservatorship. It's out February 5th, so I want everybody to watch it because this is an important thing. Um, And, you know, we were talking about Heather uh, from Salt Lake City earlier. I love on Heather's Twitter. She has hashtag Free Britney. I mean, it's, it's there. It's out in the open. This thing is really hopefully going to blow it out for more people. I hope that it gets big digital pickup. What do you think of this?
1: Well, um, I think it's really interesting. I just, I hadn't heard about this show, but it looks like, you know, it's a 10 episode documentary series and they're, they're dealing with a lot of, you know, serious topics here, like George Floyd and COVID. So, you know, seeing that Br- Free Britney is going to be one of the topics, it was pretty surprising to me, but yeah. also really exciting because, you know, I'm obviously really looking forward to see what real journalists will do with this story. You know, as we've seen kind of the media attention around free Brittany, um, essentially has been on, you know, celebrity gossip sites and depending on whatever their, you know, uh, sources are you know you'll get kind of different information um out there so i would love to see someone a a little something more objective around the story and you know not being in the context of something sensationalist Um, i'm just sad it's it's been a very long time coming but you know really looking forward to see what how, how they'll how they'll address this
0: Yeah, I mean you're absolutely right when it comes to the sources. It's like either they're pretending it's not happening, like let's just say like the magazines, or they're getting fed information of just exactly what they want out there, and you know where it's coming from. It's it's all pro-conservatorship propaganda. So like you know that like you know who's putting it out there because that's who has the voice. Someone like Britney or an advocate for Britney, they're never going to be taken seriously. They're not going to get the word out there. They can't because they're all muzzled. So um, this, yeah. like you said, I, I, from a, a real journalist point of view, this could be good. I hope it's good. Um, I'm definitely going to be watching. They need to put the public pressure on for this one. I hope the judge sees this and makes the right decision. But this has been going on now for years, and it's just a shame. I'm I'm so upset about the whole thing. But I just wanted to put this on people's radar because we do cover this quite a bit on the pod. So I wanted you to check it out and support the story on February 5th over on FX so we'll see what happens
1: I'll definitely be watching
0: now let's turn our attention to Jeopardy we all know the late Alex Trebek his episodes have now run out um, and we're pulling in different guest hosts for a week Um, Ken Jennings is one of them I believe there's someone with the last name Rudder who was a top like contestant I don't know and yeah. I don't know, maybe some relation, but not not enough to know. And <laughs> my family is so small, probably none. And um, then uh, Katie Kirk is being considered uh, for a, a permanent host, or she was, until she went on real time with Bill Maher. Did you see this? Uh, yeah, I certainly did. <laughs> So I watched Bill Bart. I watched her on there. I'm not a huge, let me start off by saying, not a huge Katie Kirk fan. I find her a little phony. I feel like Mm -hmm. she's been trying to find her place in the business for so long. I know she had like a Yahoo deal. Um, She's been a guest and a panelist often. Um, I know she has like her digital show. I watched her interview some politicians before the election, but I don't know where her real, her her place is. So this could have been interesting with uh, Jeopardy. I'm not a regular viewer, so it wouldn't have bothered me either way. But on Bill Maher, she questioned, how are we going to deprogram the the cult of Trump? And because of this, this has completely excluded her from any type of standing within the production company of Jeopardy. Uh, And you know, now we don't know who's going to be hosting it. Now the favorite is Ken Jennings. Who cares so much? I don't at all. But again, not a huge fan of Katie Kirk. But you know, can the woman have an opinion about politics? I don't understand. Is this a sexist thing? I mean. I don't understand. Uh, Who is so squeaky clean these days that they're going to even find to fill this role if a question like that is going to disqualify her?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a great point. You know, I felt the same way about Katie Kirk. I, I grew up watching her on the Today Show. And it seems like she, you know, she has always had a hard time figuring out whether she wants to be, you know, true, uh, like, real journalist, uh, or more, you know, kind of the entertainment journalist. I personally, yeah, I wouldn't see her actually even being interested in this job. So I was quite surprised to see that she was uh, at mm-hmm. least doing this, uh, you know, guest host gig. But uh, I guess, you know, on the other hand, when I think about it, something like Jeopardy, Alex Trebek was such a great host and, you know, someone I think who just, it was everyone could like, right? And, you know, he hosted the show for 35 years or, or more. And I... I guess it was an era before Twitter where people just weren't very open about their political views. So someone, you know, could just go on for 30 years without really even mentioning politics because there wouldn't have been a forum for that. But Mm -hmm. today in this day and age, you know, it is just, it, it seems par for the course that any type of public figure is going to have a Twitter account and be able to, you know, talk about their views. And so, you know, I think that we we just don't live in a world where you can expect someone to be like, Oh, you know, just uh, keep it quiet. So I, I think it is pretty stupid for them to disqualify Katie for this reason. But, you know, apparently it is a, the, the viewers are all kind of over in their 60s and and well that's it. generally conservative viewers but that's uh, what
0: they're citing in this article they're saying that the average age is like 64 years old and they're very conservative and um, the producers are very worried about, you know, how Katie's question on Bill Maher will be perceived to a conservative audience. Now, again, who are you going to find that has such a squeaky clean image? I think being silent and not saying anything is complicit. Um, you know, the older generation that we're talking about here—they're so quick to call our generation a bunch of snowflakes. So, what's the difference if they're going to be so offended? by a question she asked on Bill Maher, then, you know, what makes them not a snowflake? I I don't see the problem. Why must we shield
1: the Trump voter? That's a great point. And also, you know, uh, probably would make more sense to try and open Jeopardy up to a larger audience than just pander to a small uh, population of over 65 conservatives. So, yeah. Um, I guess I also saw that there they have a couple other guest hosts planned. Uh, Mayim Bialik, who, you know, f- was on the Big Bang Theory and Blossom and actually has a PhD in neuroscience. So, you know, clearly is a smart woman. Um, not sure what her vibe as a host would be, but she might be a promising option. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I mean, that'd be a great lifelong gig for someone like her. I mean, she's still, I believe in her late thirties. Um, you know, like, that would be great. I mean, that would, you know, be a good cre- a good move, like, for her career and it would also, like, you know, buy the show a lot of time with their next host. You know, Katie Kirk is in her mid-60s. You know, I don't know when someone like her would want to retire, but, like, it just seems like a little old for like a long-term investment like we've had with Alex for so long. But, I mean, again, I, I can't speak to when she would want to retire, but, you know, I, I think they're going to be very, very hard-pressed to find a host that has not expressed political views in the last five years good luck Mm -hmm. and a question on hbo that she asked bill maher if that is going to rule her out as they're saying it i mean that's absolutely absurd and this isn't even in defense of her this is just like stupid like i just think this is makes no sense whatsoever and i'm frustrated by the whole thing and i just don't understand like i i don't get treated with kid gloves i don't like I, i don't understand why we have to be so shielding of this conservative audience. I mean, we are it's tough out there, man. And the reality is that people are going to say things that you don't agree with. Now, can they ask a question on Jeopardy or pose a question? Yeah. I mean, just let them do it. What's the big deal? So <laughs> I think the story is absolutely absurd. So that it's fired me up, and I wanted to rant about it. Well, I, I agree.
1: Good. <laughs> <laughs> No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Alex Trebek passed, and now we found out that Larry King has passed. And uh, you know, I made a little story about it on Instagram. I, I was never a massive fan, but I always enjoyed his watching his interviews. And he was someone that really didn't swing too hard politically in either direction, in my point of view, but he always was pretty fair. It's a loss to the journalism community, and, and you know, it's just a loss all the way around. But um, now, Piers Morgan, the completely disgusting, lowbrow, complete trash, Piers Morgan has to put his yeah. stamp on this passing. Um, I was so disappointed to see that Piers had to say anything about this. What do you think?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's it was sad to hear about Larry King's passing. Uh, yet another icon is is gone, and you know, I I did watch a lot of his interviews growing up, and you know, he had a very unique style and uh, unique interviewing uh, techniques. Um, so it was sad to hear him passing, and even sadder though to see that you know what something more trashy than dragging someone in your memoriam tweet. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it comes as no surprise from peers who does have quite a history of making totally inappropriate remarks and tweeting things that are offensive and, um, you know, yeah uh, no class. (laughs) And, you know, I think it's sad that these days with Twitter that celebrities always have to kind of center themselves when it comes to some, someone uh, of someone notable passing and that that kind of overshadows the, you know, the memory of the, of the person. So that for me is always unfortunate.
0: Yeah. I mean, if anyone's going to stoop, to a garbage level low it would be Pierce. Here's his tweet. Here's what he said. Larry King was a hero of mine until we fell out after I replaced him at CNN and he said my show was quote like watching your mother-in-law go off a cliff in your new Bentley unquote. Parentheses. He married eight times, so a mother-in-law expert. Close parentheses. But he was a brilliant broadcaster and a masterful TV interviewer. So, you in know, in just a few short characters, he managed to make the whole thing about himself.
1: I, I really actually like Larry King's um, <laughs> what he said about the mother-in-law going off the of book <laughs> in a Bentley. That's a pretty good picture, and and I think it, it suits... Um, Pierce Morgan, pretty well. Well, yeah,
0: um, yeah. I mean, Pierce's show failed miserably. It was, he had replaced uh, Larry's show on CNN back in 2011, which seems like a million years ago. And apparently that caused tension between the two. So even in death, Pierce has to insert himself above. Larry and you know it's just a complete mess I mean you know that speaks to his character as certain people have said he did respond to some tweets and this is what Morgan Piers Morgan went on to say he said uh, Larry hated me replacing him at CNN and never made any secret of it which I found very sad because he was one of my heroes but I still think he was a superb broadcaster and one for the all time TV one of the all time TV greats again still putting himself kind of in that victim slot. What do you
1: think? Oh, gross. It sounds like, Ugh. yeah, he, he, he really doesn't like that. Someone doesn't like him, especially someone that he admired. And, um, this guy, yeah, clearly is a narcissist and, um, you know, has to make everything about him. I, I, I can remember, yeah, many times that he's, uh, you know, just said wildly inappropriate things. So um, yeah, gosh, it's, this is yeah. on
0: brand for him. And I don't know how this man continues to get work. I guess he was like laughed out of the country because he's back over it in, in Britain, but I'm sure that he's getting paid way more over there than what he was going to be paid for over here, uh, to do that morning show. I would imagine, because that's a pretty good gig if you can get it. Um, but I don't know anyone that likes Piers Morgan. Is he just there yeah. just to be the fly in the ointment? Is he just there just to be the resident ass,
1: yeah, it looks like it. that's that's a great point. I, I don't think what is he doing on TV still at this point? Ugh.
0: I mean, these, this is the problem. You can't kill these people's careers, and you can't get them out because they do have influence, and they have these followings, and they have 8 money-hungry agents and managers. And, you know, let somebody else host that morning show. You know, let somebody else step up. These people, these same figures, have to fill these roles forever and ever. And it's unfortunate because a lot of them who are really good, like we were talking about Alex Trebek and even Larry King, like... You know, they have a rightful place here, but there are others who are just hanging out to hang out who have no talent, and like uh, they're just taking up a spot, and it's upsetting to me because I, I was thinking of all the people that we've lost in the space and who we have in place of them. I mean, we lost now Larry, Regis, Joan Rivers, um, Casey Kasem was great, Dick Clark, um, Alex Trebek, you know, those are some really T V some big T V greats. And I mean, who are we left with? The influencers. That's it. It's it's hi guys, look at my YouTube channel. Like that's who we're left with. And that's what we're gonna end up with, I'm afraid. Well, we still have Barbara Walters, your favorite. Oh she's still hanging on.
1: She's still hanging on. Yeah,
0: yeah, but luckily she hasn't <laughs> graced us with her presence on television in a long time. Even Tom Brokaw announced this week he's going to retire after 55 years in journalism. I mean, it's a lot of the same people filling these roles, and we're seeing that there's no clear front runner even for like Jeopardy. So, yeah. like, you know, you got to keep it moving here. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just my point of view from up here. I don't know. You know, when small. I was
1: thinking about Jeopardy, I was thinking, who would make the best host for Jeopardy? And for some reason Anderson Cooper came to mind. What do you think about, <laughs> about him as an option?
0: Hmm. I've never thought about it. I think he I would, could fit in with like the age bracket.
1: Yeah, he's I don't know. He's distinguished, he he's smart, he's and he has a little funny.
0: Well, funny, apparently so this the, the Jeopardy! audience, as we've learned, is extremely fragile. So if they exactly. if they find out that an openly gay man <laughs> is hosting their favorite game show, I don't know. I mean, I think that's absolutely so stupid. But how are we ever supposed to move forward as a people if we're still worried about things like that? Ugh, please. No further comments. <laughs> End of rant. Chloe, thanks for chatting with me. Oh, thanks, Grant. It's been amazing. Oh, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I hope you guys enjoyed the wide variety of topics found here on the podcast. There'll be more rants to come. Good things coming. I appreciate you continuing to support the show. Stay healthy, everyone out there. And and same to you, Chloe. You're in the middle of a lot in L.A., so <laughs> no, good thanks, luck. Grant. Good luck. We'll talk soon. Thanks, guys, for listening. I love you, it. This has been Grants Rants. Follow Grant on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grants Rants. Cover art created by Howie Rone. Original theme music by Alexander Arntzen. The Grant Michael Collection.